0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 126 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletony. I am
1: Taylor of Terror.
0: And uh, just welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, Happy to have you here. Bienvenue. Or not. You know, maybe you're not listening. (laughs) If they are, then we're not happy to see them. No, fuck them. Yeah. We do this for the fans. Fuck them all the way home. (laughs) We do this for the fans and for the money. We, do we have either? No. <laughs> so why why do we do this to ourselves? Hey, two people are watching. That's neat.
1: Hi, people. Hello, people. <sighs> anyway, so Taylor, sir, what's new? Well, uh, as of this recording, we are one week away from the Grave Plot Film Fest.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. As of the recording, as of, as of the day you're listening to it, three days, guys. Three and days. If you uh, are planning to come and have not bought your ticket yet, just let just let you know we're under thirty. We are officially under thirty. Under thirty tickets left, um, and you know we're anticipating selling some at the door. Um, so if you are planning to come, I would recommend getting your ticket now, and you save three bucks. You do save three bucks. Um, of course, we don't get. Don't we have to give a commission to s- whomever? Yes. So we're actually losing money by buying, or selling them online. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's fun.
1: I love the internet. I mean, I chose to, for us to absorb the fees instead of the, the buyers, so. Oh, I see what you did. I'm doing you people a solid.
0: Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, man, that came up fast. January flew by, man. It really did. Which is weird because it didn't seem like a lot happened. It was just kind of, you know, just kind of there. It was just because the government was shut down, I think. So just... <laughs> right. Uh, what a wacky fucking mess that was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love the fact that uh, Trump ended it and then he's, or yeah, he signed a a bill or an agreement to end the shutdown.
1: And he's just like, this is a great victory, guys. This is the best victory it's literally the same deal that he turned down 35 days ago.
0: Yeah, and he got no funding for his well. He wall. got nothing. And he's still acting like it's a victory for him. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> you know, the best part, of it, or I think my favorite part during the whole thing was that I know that he was about to have a fucking conniption fit over the fact that he was not getting what he wanted and it was all... Because I think he ended it, or agreed to end it now because he wanted to give his State of the Union address. And it was driving him insane that he was being told that he couldn't. And all the more that he's being told he couldn't by a woman. Oh, yeah. That was probably making his head explode. Anyway. Um, Cool.
1: Oh, do I need to wave at people?
0: Yeah, wave. Wave. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it's been a while since we've had anybody actually watching on Instagram. It's been a lot while since we've done it on Instagram. That's too. true, yeah. Anyway. um,
1: Yeah. But the government's opening again, guys. Hey! Go USA! Man, I saw something uh, yesterday, or a day before yesterday, before the government reopened, and it was like, uh, U.S. courts cannot stay open past February 1st. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I work in legal. <laughs> that could drastically affect me. (laughs) You know, uh,
0: wave to Silas. Hey Silas. (laughs) Um, I work in a, a nonprofit that does, or I work at a nonprofit that provides, um, uh, home care for, uh, you know, elderly and invalid people. Um, and we get a lot of funding through grants, and uh, other things like that, but a, a large number of our billing uh, dollars come from, you know, Medicare and all these government facilitated things. And like a lot of that's state regulated, but there's some federal to it, too. So kind of the same boat where it's like, OK, the longer this drags on, the more governmental departments are going to be affected. Um,
1: yeah, I was a little worried for a minute that I was like. Not going to have work. Yeah. I, that could be an issue. Did you see the the comments that Trump and whatever his nuts, whatever his name is, are there comments about grocery stores? Uh, no. First, it was this guy. I think his name is Ford. But he was like, I don't understand what the problem is. I don't understand why these federal employees who aren't getting paid can't buy groceries.
0: What? <laughs> because they're not getting paid, you stupid shit. It's like you answered your own question. In your question.
1: Um, And then Trump was like, well, you know, when you go to the grocery store, these people know you. So just tell them that you'll pay them later. (laughs) It's like, okay, not everyone shops at mom and pop grocery stores. Yeah. And I even
0: like small businesses because of people like you are not in the habit of running tabs for people. (laughs)
1: We just sold another ticket.
0: Hey, 28 left.
1: Yep. Don't delay.
0: I'm telling you. Yeah, guys, they're going to go fast, especially now because we're less than a week away. <sighs> cool. Um, So I think before we go any further, I want to thank our Patreon patrons. Let's do that. Because they are the people that help this show continue, uh, help us buy uh, fancy equipment, Like this VCR filter? Yes. (laughs) That's not true. I don't think we've used any Patreon money for equipment. It's mainly just to pay bills. That's true. But the bills are important as well. Because without the bills... (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Taylor. Uh, Without the bills being paid, this show doesn't continue. And we are so very poor. That's true. Taylor might have not had a job shortly. (laughs) And that would have put us in a bind. If it weren't for these following people <laughs> uh kevin nesgoda jordan morrison kevin trent joshua hodges carlos rodella horror at, or the horror addicts uh max zaleski and aaron meyer thank you so much you lovely lovely folks uh for supporting our show um and uh we are forever well, in your debt well until you stop giving us money
1: yeah or until we you know
0: give you the things that you paid for right and then we don't owe you anything. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Taylor, if anyone else wants to join the club and give us money and help us sh- keep this show running.
1: <laughs> I a- encourage a- them and, to do, do so. such. Where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. As little as $1 will get you exclusive content, such as video reviews of movies that you choose. Uh, we have different tiers. You can get different content up to $100 a month, which will get you a fat unicorn tattoo on my ass. I'm just
0: still waiting, guys. I'm waiting for my knight in shining armor <laughs> to help me get a tattoo on this man's ass. Um, yeah, yeah, video reviews, like Taylor said, we just, uh, just right before this, just now, right before this, not half an hour ago. Recorded a new video review for Street Trash, so if you'd like to hear our thoughts on that, give us money.
1: Yep, you heard the man.
0: Anyway, should we just mosey along to doing some uh, horror business? Let's let's do that. All right everyone. So, real world horror is how we start horror business and uh,
1: why don't we just continue that trend, huh? It's a good trend. Why change it now? I've I've had people tell me that real world horror is their favorite part of the show. Really? Yeah. Well, let's
0: uh let's try not to disappoint again.
1: People love true crime, man. It's true. <laughs> uh
0: so, you know, uh a wealth of real world horror, as we've talked before, is the state of Florida. Uh, everyone's favorite hashtag. <laughs> uh, Florida man uh, is just the best. Anyway, um, so down in Florida, hashtag Florida man um, went to his, his, oh fuck, his neighbors and people about town and threatened to kill them with kindness. Well, that doesn't sound so bad uh kindness is his cute little nickname for his machete oh no (laughs) that doesn't that sounds way bad (laughs) um you know i own several machetes and i haven't named any of them is it it because i'm not hashtag florida man (laughs) well yeah probably (laughs) um so uh yes so kindness is his machete um this whole thing started when thirty-year-old uh, Brian Stewart's neighbors went to his house, uh, concerned about the yelling and banging that were coming from inside, um, this is down in Pensacola, which I think is like the uh, like the redneck area of Florida. Mm. I mean, based on this story alone, I'd say that's <laughs> a safe <laughs> assumption. Just the story informs this, or I mean, maybe the other way around. What, what,
1: I what, think I think you were right the first time. Yeah. Okay. The story informs that assumption. Um,
0: yes. So this is reported by the Pensacola News Journal. Uh, according to the story, Stuart came out of his house with an arm raised, holding the machete, which had the word kindness written on it. So there, that's, that's where it came from. That's how you got the name. Um... One of the neighbors stepped in front of the other to block the blade and suffered a half-inch cut on his left hand. This reminds me of the time that I uh, sliced Jensen's hand with a battle axe. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, your cousin, you know your cousin, has, or had, I don't know if he still has them, but he had a couple, like, like just novelty weapons. Of course you People did. Like a battle axe. Like it was very ornate. Had a bunch of like shit all over it. And it was really fancy looking. Looks like something you'd buy at like the store on the wall that sells like samurai swords
1: or like pewter wizards and shit. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> um and uh you know I'd been drinking. Saw a Jensen in my no. de- in my defense. <laughs> um and uh yeah, I just grabbed the axe and I started walking down the hallway. You were like, "Look at
1: me, I'm Leatherface." <laughs>
0: I grabbed the axe and had it kind of over my shoulder. I was like walking down the hall and Jensen comes walking towards me. So I like kind of lift the axe up off my shoulder and I kind of bring it down slowly as if I'm going to, you know, hack at him, which I wasn't really going to do (laughs) because that would be madness. Obviously. Uh, You're not Florida, man. (laughs) Right. But then Jensen just puts his hand up in defense. He's like, no. And uh, yeah, sliced into his like the, the. It, I think that's where it was Like right here In the, like the webbing of his thumb uh, Yeah and we had to go to Walmart and Get some liquid bandage So I could glue his hand back together <laughs> oh, The fun things you do When you're drunk in your 20s No kidding Anyway um, So I suppose this guy's been arrested Yeah probably For you know <laughs> Attacking people with a deadly weapon um, so that's neat. Good old Florida man. Never ceases to disappoint. Except his parents. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he looks like a winner.
1: He looks like Florida man. Uh. Oh, Christ. Apparently, apparently he told them he was going to kill him with kindness. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, do, 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 do. Had to be stunned with a taser. <laughs> he reportedly kicked and banged his head inside of the patrol car. Does not say how long he's getting. I guess he probably still has to be arraigned and everything. But. Probably. He just needs uh, some time to cool off.
0: Yeah. Get, his, get his head right. I think uh, him and Kindness have probably seen the last of each other, though. I would, I would think so. Kindness is probably going to be spending some time in the police lockup.
1: Yeah. As is Mr. Stewart. Right, different lockup though, not yeah. together. No, 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 not together.
0: Um anyway. Yeah. Uh like I said, I have several machetes. Have not taken a whack at anybody with it yet, though. Yet. <laughs> Sorry, did I
1: say yet? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Cool. Florida. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Keep on rocking. <laughs> All right, so the story on everybody's lips, this new Ghostbusters movie. Yep. I'm sure everyone knows the story by now, but Sony Pictures has hired Ivan Reitman's son Jason to direct, apparently, a new installment in the original Ghostbusters franchise. Right. Uh, This is going to be a continuation of the 1989 sequel, so it's going to be Ghostbusters 3, apparently, and has nothing to do with Paul Feig's 2016 movie. Think... God. Uh, according to Variety, Reitman uh, has co-written a screenplay with Gil Keenan, who directed the Poltergeist remake. I don't think it was that bad. It was, I mean, it was Poltergeist. It was the same fucking movie. Yeah, it
0: was. It, it was <laughs> like watching uh, Gus Van Sant's Psycho. It was just the same movie. Yeah, which is not good or bad. It's just the same movie. Uh, so the Except plan didn't have
1: Vince Vaughn. So you know, plus. <laughs> The plan is to shoot this summer. Uh, The movie is going to be coming out July 10th, 2020. So. I forgot what year we were in (laughs) when they announced this. I'm
0: like, wow, they're going to release it this summer already? No, Tony. (laughs) It's like, did they film
1: it in secret? Uh, Yeah, I'm dumb. Which, I mean, everyone thought that for a second when they released the teaser, like, the same day it was announced. Right. Yeah, that was super quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't seen it, I mean, the, basically, what it, all it is is, like, it's kind of a, a wide shot on this farmland. The barn? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, a barn kind of in, you know, so, somewhat of a distance. And then it kind of gets gradually closer to the barn. And then inside, you know, there's, like, thunder and lightning outside and wind blowing. It's very spooky. And, and they're playing very familiar music. Yes. Um, and uh, go into the barn and there's this object covered in a tarp, and the wind starts to blow, and it flaps up the backside of the tarp. And what do we see but the recognizable, recognizable back end
1: of the Ecto-1? Yep. But the original. The Ecto-1. recognizable back end of Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> More on that in a second. Jason Reitman uh, said that he has always thought of himself as the first Ghostbusters fan when he was six years old visiting the set. Said, I wanted to make a movie for all the other fans. This is the next chapter in the original franchise. It is not a reboot. What happened in the 80s happened in the 80s, and this is set in the present day. So they're pulling a Halloween. Basically, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, there's some talk of generally what the the plot's going to be about. um now I, I don't know if you heard about this but what what I heard was that the movie is basically going to be um, like people like the the original Ghostbusters aren't really going to be they're not going to be the primary focus and have very little to do with it it's like a bunch of kids find the Echo One kind of abandoned in a barn like the, the teaser um, and then kind of revive the whole ghostbusters
1: thing like oh that, i mean that's kind of a, a paraphrased paraphrased version of what i heard but all i've really heard is that it's going to be a passing of the torch kind of movie mm-hmm. uh, and that it will focus on a family who moves back home to a small town while there they begin to learn more about who they are and the secrets of the town itself about which they that's are. super generic super generic <laughs> uh but yeah like tony said it does it It's going to be about these young kids. Uh, Apparently, it's a young boy. It's going to be two young boys (laughs) and two young girls who, I mean, we say young, they're like 12. Yeah. And I don't mean that in that way when someone is like 21, you go, what are you like 12? No, but like literally they're like 12. Yeah. And which is confusing
0: because, you know, we kind of know generally what it's going to be about that, you know, these kids kind of become Ghostbusters in a sense. Uh, But then being so young, that just
1: it doesn't read right i guess well, especially since you know i keep harkening back to the original script for ghostbusters 3 which is going to be a passing of the torch to oscar right who would be in his in his 30s, 30s yeah now. um
0: yeah I, I, I don't know
1: if this is the way it's going i'm cautiously optimistic i'm, I'm getting more cautious the more that info that comes out yeah. um Yeah, there's like this, the lead will apparently be this young girl who crosses paths with the aforementioned boy. Well, I haven't mentioned him yet, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but she's 12 years old and an insanely smart kid. However, she often has a hard time interpreting and expressing emotions and speaks with a flat delivery that makes her observations humorous. Sounds to me like she might have Asperger's. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe. Uh, though she wants to connect with others, she struggles with interpreting how her family and friends feel and has difficulty sharing her own feelings. See my previous statement. Mm-hmm. Her science acumen is said to prove invaluable throughout the story, though. So. Hey, Silas. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> I think you got a letter to write. <laughs> did, did you guys pitch to Shloney? 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that the Jewish Sony? <laughs> I didn't want to say it.
1: <laughs> um, apparently, Ernie Hudson says that nobody has approached him with a contract. He said, I think the Ghostbusters fans have been wanting a passing of the torch dynamic to happen. So I know whatever happens is going to be in that tradition. I'm excited about that. I'd be more excited if they called me and offered me a job. <laughs> but no matter what happens, the fact that they're doing it is really cool. Oh, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie always manages to say the right thing and then immediately turn around and say something awful. Like when he was like, oh yeah, I think it's really cool that they're doing an all-female Ghostbusters. As long as they're hot. He said that? Yeah. I don't remember that.
0: Uh, Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, you know, when people think about Ghostbusters, uh, they... Like, I feel like they oftentimes, they only think of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis. Yeah. A lot of times, Ernie Hudson gets left out of that mix. It's true. I mean, even in the movie, he was just a hired gun. Yeah, like I mean, he's he not answered, in the first half. Yeah, he answered a classified ad. Yeah. So, and he's not a scientist. Nope. Which also kind of leaves him, in, in you know, in the dark. Uh. But, yeah, so I, I'm not going to take what has or hasn't been offered to
1: Ernie Hudson as gospel. Um, I mean, you you know Aykroyd's going to be in it because he's got to be producing the fucking thing. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he owns it. He, yeah, exactly. He, he owns the property. He owns Ghost World or whatever they called that company. Right. So, um, I so mean, Of course he's going to be in it. Yeah, he's like, well, can I work too? <laughs> Do you want to check? <laughs> Um Murray will be the interesting one. I just I mean I still
0: don't really want them to make it <laughs> because uh fucking Remus is dead. Yeah. And it's just to me the, the 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 three of them working together uh is is what made the original series work. Yeah. It's because those guys were so funny together. Um and you know I still love Bill Murray. He's just not the same Bill Murray. He's become very cynical and very dry. True. Um, and he, I mean, he, that was always kind of part of his gimmick, but it's, he's, he's, he's become not no, he's crotch- become old and yeah, crotchety. Well, I don't know that he's necessarily crotchety. He's just, he's just old. He's kind of like a, you know, yeah, I mean, whatever. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of guy. And then Ackroyd He just sucks Fuck him <laughs> I I don't know When he sold out But he has In spades And it's Uh Sad And yep. then Yeah I mean then, you know, this, There's Ernie Hudson But again He's just He's kind of like The extra guy Yeah So I don't know I, I feel like Harold Ramis Was kind of the glue That
1: vines Uh Are bound
0: Yeah Past tense Yeah
1: Anyway Yeah, I don't know. I want to be excited about it because it's you know a continuation of the original series, but I don't know. This story just doesn't doesn't sound like it's a continuation. It sounds like it's a new movie. Yeah. With these young kids, instead. I mean, it sounds like a new movie.
0: It sounds. I mean, it sounds like a reboot that piggybacks on the
1: story of the original two movies. Yeah. Um, like you said, basically just kind of like put in the originals at the beginning to be like, okay, here you go. Now you're Ghostbusters. Bye. Yeah. Or, you know, have,
0: you know, as the, the standing rumor of Bill Murray appearing as a ghost. Yeah. Um, you know, if that were to happen, it's just, I don't know. It's cheap, I think.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but I, I don't have incredibly high hopes at this point. Right. And I would love to be proven wrong.
0: But, uh, I think you said this at the beginning
1: well to reiterate, July tenth is the targeted release date for this. Yep. Uh, I'll keep twenty twenty. Did I say that? No, you didn't, but uh so yeah, we'll keep an eye out for a trailer and more info. So make it, make it a dream.
0: So last uh episode we talked about the um disappointing, <laughs> uh underwhelming, confusing. Any other adjectives?
1: I don't want to throw out Lynchian, but that was we kept saying that word. <laughs> we did keep saying that. We just we just kept saying it. Surreal? Sure.
0: Uh Nicholas Cage movie Between Worlds. Um yeah, just generally kind of a letdown. Um, but you know what? Fucking Raging Cage, he does not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. You got that Cage train going, and it does not stop for shit. <laughs> um, He has been recently brought on to star in the feature-length adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's short story, The Color Out of Space. That's color with a U. What are we, Canadian? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or, but he was—he's English, right? Probably. I don't. I don't really remember. All I know is that he was a racist. He was that. <laughs> um. Uh, the film is going to be directed by Richard Stanley, who directed Hardware, and I know Hardware. No, he's from Providence, Rhode Island. Who does he think he is? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Spe- spelling words with y- fucking u's. Seriously. Asshole. Uh, but yeah, Richard Stanley. Uh, it is New England, I guess. Sure. Uh, he directed Hardware, which I know, and Dust Devil, which I don't.
1: Dust Devil is like the little things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is that is that Dust? Dirt Devil.
1: Oh, that is Dirt Devil. You're right.
0: Yes, you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm, fuck me. Idiot. Would you go kill yourself? Whoa! Would you go jump off the balcony? Too dark, idiot. (laughs) Too dark. Should I just demean you for the rest of the episode? No, you should just talk about Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Hurt my feelings. Uh, Cage is playing Nathan Gardner, an affluent New New Yorker. Hang on.
1: (laughs) I mean, we've seen him play that role before. That's true. He, he, I mean, he's he's range in Cage. He's got the cage range. (laughs) He can play dirty Alabama guy in a hat. And he can play affluent New Yorker. Sure, yeah. With no hat. Probably.
0: He he can also play a a drunk Elvis impersonator.
1: Yep. Yep. Or he can play the wicker man.
0: (laughs) Peace, Not the beast! (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Yes, Nathan Gardner, an affluent New Yorker and family man. And that's where he's played in New York, affluent New Yorker before, in Family Man. Oh, yeah. That was a solid movie. I know it's kind of a cutesy, like, mostly, like, chick flick, but I actually kind of liked it. I liked Matchstick Men. That was good, too. That had a lot to do with Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's good. He's solid, solid. Like in uh, Poltergeist. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite favorite Sam Rockwell movie, though, is uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. It's so good. Have you seen that? I don't think so. Where he plays um, uh, fuck the guy that started the Gong Show, who claimed to be a secret CIA operative. I did like him in Seven Psychopaths. That was good too. He was one of the seven.
1: One of the seven psychopaths. One of yeah, the, the titular psychopaths. Yeah. Sam Rockwell is not in the color. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell is it called? The color out of space. Uh, yep. Um, Say not yet. I said yep. Oh. They're like, not yet, but I'm going to get him cast. It's the last goddamn thing I do. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Affluent
0: New Yorker and family man who has taken up residence in his father's old farm homestead. Uh, They're busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard. The mysterious aerolite seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the opposite properties, or sorry, I skipped a line, uh, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a strange otherworldly color. Without <laughs> a you. Make up your mind, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft. Um, to their horror, the Gardner family discovers that the alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> Uh, the film is going to star Jolie Richardson, uh, who was in Nip Tuck, um, what else? Uh, Red Sparrow, Red Sparrow, uh, she's in some other, King Ralph. (laughs) Sure. Uh, she was in another sciencey movie, you know, one of them science movies. (laughs) Oh, um, Event Horizon. Ah. She was in that. That movie, you know, you know, Everett Horizon. I do know it. You've seen it. Yep. Uh Tommy Chong. <laughs> what? I'm in. <laughs> yeah. uh, Elliot Knight, who's from uh, the Titan show on the DC's, on DC's uh, streaming channel. Uh, Julian uh, Hilliard uh, from The Haunting of Hill House and, who oh boy, Corianka? Corianka? Yeah, let's go with that. Koryanka Kilcher from The Alienist. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this was actually somewhat of an inspiration for a short story by Stephen King uh, who that you may have recognized on screen in Creepshow. Yep. The story of uh, Jordy...
1: Nelson. No, I don't think that's right. No, that's the guy from the Packers. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know. The one with Stephen King with the moss on his face. You know, you, you know the one. You've yeah.
0: seen, you've seen, you've Creep seen, Show. you've seen movies. <laughs>
1: um. Anyway, I was drinking out of a red cup. You've seen movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the latest Mulaney reference we've had in a while.
0: Yeah, usually we've had like two or three by now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. So the
1: most exciting thing about this is it's going to have Nicolas Cage. This could be... The second most exciting is that it's going to have Tommy Chong. <laughs> right. Have Nicolas Cage and Tommy Chong ever been on screen together? I don't think so. Then this is a fucking masterpiece already. I mean, God bless whoever
0: cast both of them in this movie. Because <laughs> this is the thing that I think uh, everyone needs that they didn't know they needed. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, it's, uh, it's currently set for... Uh, Production set to start in February in Portugal.
1: All right. Because <laughs> why not? Um, is there a lot of farmland in Portugal? I mean, I guess. There must be enough.
0: I mean, it's. I can't imagine any farmland in Portugal looking like farmland in New York. Well, it doesn't Presuming actually say where in, the farm is. I suppose that's true. But, I mean, I see Portugal as being very, um, like brown i mean just you know probably like vast wide or like um not not like lush green and you know wooded areas like you would find in like uh, like upstate new york and stuff like that yeah uh just a, a very different landscape and i i feel like anywhere to see that you'd probably have to like go to the midwest or south which could be the case but anyway those are just me thinking, my thoughts. Yep. Cool. Are you excited? Uh, I, yes. I hope this is the awesome movie that I wanted Between Worlds to be. Yes. Because I want Nicholas Cage to get back on track with making awesome movies.
1: I hope him and Tommy Chong are on screen together, like, a lot. Yes. Just seeing who can out-crazy the other. Yes. <laughs>
2: Sister. I'll
1: so a while back i don't remember how long ago we told you about rob thomas not the matchbox 20 guy matchbox 20 ew. the veronica mars guy Pitching a Lost Boys pilot to CW. Well, CW was like, no! (laughs) But then Heather Mitchell, who is a co-producer on Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, came along with a new pitch and they said, yeah! (laughs) So, CW is making a Lost Boys pilot. Uh, Rob Thomas will produce. Again, not the Matchbox 20 guy. <laughs> I wish it was the Matchbox 20 guy. Get a load of this synopsis. Welcome to sunny seaside Santa Carla, home to a beautiful boardwalk, all the cotton candy you can eat, and a secret underworld of vampires. That's probably not in the tourist's brochure. After the sudden death of their father, two brothers moved to Santa Carla with their mother, who hopes to start anew in the town where she grew up. But the brothers find themselves drawn deeper and deeper into the seductive world of Santa Carla's eternally beautiful and youthful undead. Wait. So it's exactly like the movie. <laughs> so, I mean, are they just remaking the movie into a TV series? That's kind of how it sounds. Huh. Because remember, Thomas's was going to be like a, almost like an anthology where each season would be a different decade. Do you remember this? Vaguely. I, I think mean, this was to, a while ago. Yeah, it? I think we're supposed to start in the 60s. Okay. But it was like the vampires would be in every se- uh, every season. Naturally, because they live forever. Yeah. Never die. Yeah. Party heart. Is it wait, what what's the tagline? I can't remember. Never grow old, never die. Have a good time all the time, always eat the <laughs> worm. That sounds right.
0: <laughs> um I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I don't know what would be better if they were to make something like that or, you know, something that just is kind of tenuously related or or this.
1: I don't know. I feel like if if the plan is to make it like the Lost Boys, then I feel like this is at least where you want to start. Like if you know, you're basically remaking it as a TV series, so you should start with what's already canon and remake that and then you can start going somewhere else because if you're having like, you know, it obviously Kiefer Sutherland doesn't isn't playing David. Right. Um obviously Corey Haims not going to be in it. Kiefer Sutherland should play Grandpa.
0: <laughs> yes. That would be so weird. Or Max. Ooh, he should play Max. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm always thinking.
1: I don't know. I don't remember what the tagline was. <laughs>
0: I feel like like Party Hard was in there somewhere. I don't know
1: that it was. <laughs> uh sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die, it's fun to be a vampire. Yeah, that's the one. You were yeah, you were kind of in there. Party all night. It wasn't Party Hard. Party Hard. That's Andrew like, W.K. Like Andrew W.K., yeah. <laughs>
0: that's where that's where Andrew W.K. W.K. got the song from The Lost Boys. From The Lost Boys. Obviously. Because what do the Lost Boys do? They, they party hard.
1: hard. They eat biscotti. <laughs> uh, so you hype? I don't know. Do you Maybe. expect this to go to series? Maybe. Honestly, uh, it's weird to me that they only ordered a pilot. I mean, like, they, You know what this is.
0: <laughs> they got to have something to replace their vampires shows that are over, I guess. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> So, I mean, the, the, the path that the series took, um, basically all the sequels. Actually, the first sequel wasn't too bad, but was it like, the? were there two more sequels after that? Those were duty.
1: It was like The Thirst and The Tribe something. I don't know.
0: I mean, they couldn't possibly compare it to the original, obviously. So, even the first sequel was not up to par, but it wasn't. That was weird. I didn't like that at all. Nope. That was a bad time. (laughs) Um. What was I saying? That completely threw me off track. Uh, the sequels were garbage. Right. Uh, yeah, the sequels weren't that great. I mean, compared to the original, um, but the second one wasn't completely unredeemable. Um. The second sequel or the second movie? The second movie. Oh, okay. The the first sequel. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, CW, like, I like their superhero shows. Um, they've been pretty solid so far. Um, you know, they brought they re- rebooted Charmed and uh, Roswell. Um, I don't think Roswell started yet, but it, I think Charmed has
1: been doing well. How about you? Are you excited? I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's weird to me that they ordered just a pilot because you already know what the pilot is going to be. So why not just order the series? So, I don't know.
0: I mean, I you. I don't think you watch, like, any CW shows, do you? No. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have a feel to them.
1: I mean, if they try to make it, like, Vampire Diaries or something, that's going to be a mistake. Yeah. And that was kind of the
0: issue with the sequels. Um, I mean, among the several issues with the sequels is that they made it to, um, I don't know, douchey, I guess. <laughs> Just uh too, too too much of like a teen show or a teen movie. Mm. Um like a teen like a movie geared for teens that was rated R. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Um we'll see how it goes. But to answer
1: your question about pilots, like I
0: mean pilots aren't necessarily to air.
1: Pilots yeah, are Yeah, I know. Okay. But I'm just saying, like you you know what it's gonna be. Like Especially when the synopsis is the exact same as the movie. Sure. Unless it's just like really poorly acted or directed or something. And maybe that's what they're trying to suss out. That's the word. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Good point.
0: Uh, okay. So, um, Capcom just released a, uh, remake of Resident Evil 2. Uh, they basically, like, I mean, it's the same game. Like, I mean, you go through the same stages, and you go through, like, the same storyline, but they just completely redeveloped the game from the ground up. Um, it looks amazing. Anyway, uh... On a related note, uh, the Resident Evil film series just ended couple, just a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's talk about making new
1: movies. Yeah, James Wan was attached at one point. Ew. They just announced a new director like a month ago. Right. But
0: the new rumor is that Netflix is going to be uh, picking up a Resident Evil TV show. Um. It's going to be, uh, see, uh, produced by Constantine Film, uh, w- who was behind the Resident Evil movies. Um, was that Constantine? I mean, it must have been. If it's on the internet, it must be true. Um, according to Deadline, the plan is for the series to expand the Resident Evil universe and deepen the ex- existing mythology. There have been seven games... Uh, Resident Evil, and there were five movies. How do you deepen that
1: mythology? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, the where movie... else do you go? I, I I don't know because the last two movies were so bad because like all the new shit that they were trying to create was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like they they took things from all the games like. Any of the like the most most recent game went into the new movie. Or like the, the like the new monsters that they, they, they created in the games or, or whatever, that went into like the next movie. So I don't know. And but but all the original stuff they tried to come up with in the movies was bad. And yeah. Uh anyway. Uh the series is gonna keep the basic premise which also served as a setup for the movie franchise. Um, the series is going to explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the New World Order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. T- so, okay, so this is after the world's already gone to shit. Hmm. not sure how I feel about that. It sounds like it could basically just be The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do like as the world is going to hell. I guess. But I don't know. It, it seems to me like this the story of Resident Evil doesn't really lend itself to a TV series. At least not one that is original. Cuz like I said, following if you if you took the 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 premise of The Walking Dead and added in like this sinister corporation uh that was like overseeing the entire world. I mean that that would basically be this. More or less, yeah. So and I just I don't think the world needs another zombie show. Probably not. Because <laughs> that's where it at least has to start. Because that's what Resident Evil was is zombies. hmm And it from there it expanded into other creatures. But it started with zombies, and I presume the show would have to... I mean, just logically, it would have to start there, too. And it's like... I mean, you had The Walking Dead. You had Fear of the Walking Dead. Up until recently, had Z Nation. Uh, and, I mean, just the the, the whole la- horror landscape... Horror, I should say, horror TV landscape is just so oversaturated with zombies nowadays that it's like we just don't need another one.
1: Um. It's, it's, it's weird to me that they wouldn't start with the whole like Alice story.
0: Or leave Alice out of it because she wasn't in the game.
1: Well, yeah. But I mean, I more meant like, you know, if, if it's starting after the whole outbreak of the, whole, of the T-virus and everything, it's, I don't understand why you wouldn't start with the outbreak. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if they were going to make a show about um, uh, Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield, like at the beginning of the outbreak and maybe even take it to the, the mansion, like the first game and just kind of progress from there. I could see maybe some potential mm-hmm. at, at least for the first season. Um,
1: but if they're not going to do that, then I don't really know how interested I am in this. Well, that's an interesting point that you brought up that like Alice wasn't in the games. And so, but this kind of says that it's going to be the basic premise of the games and the movies but there's a big discrepancy there and her name is Alice. So is Alice going to be in this or not? Yeah, I don't know because I mean, all of the
0: primary characters from the resident evil games were in the movies, but they weren't like lead characters, right? I mean, you had Jill Valentine, you had Chris Redfield, you had Leon Kennedy, you had Claire Redfield. Um, They all showed up in the resident evil movies But like I said, Alice was always the primary character and they were always kind of like secondary, which was kind of disappointing because she was not as interesting of a character as they were. (laughs) Because she's like, turned out to be like this genetically engineered warrior, you know, equipped to fight these things. Made it kind of stupid. Yeah. It it turned it into an action movie rather than like a survival Mm -hmm. horror, which is what the... That's how the games were marketed as
1: survival horror. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I mean, the last we had heard about the the reboot of the movie, it was going to be going back to those roots. Right. So I don't know if this is, I mean, the impression I got is that the, the movie reboot is not happening now. This is it. Cause it's, I mean, it's the same studio. So I have to believe they wouldn't do. Who knows? I mean, like take like Marvel.
0: I mean, they've been doing TV shows and movies. Granted, they're not the exact same stories, right? And there are no crossover characters between the movies and the story between the movies, excuse me, and the TV shows. But they all exist in the same world, right? It was always kind of interesting to me that even though like none of the Avengers characters appeared in any of those Marvel shows, they'd always kind of talk about the incident, <laughs> which was like the alien invasion from from the first Avengers movie. And just always ref- reference like, uh, you know, uh, you know guys, guys in iron suits or metal suits, and you know, just you know the, the big green monsters and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of off topic, but you know they're canceling all those shows. Hmm, that's a bummer. Anyway, so Resident Evil TV show on Netflix. Um. Oh, uh, let's see. The project's in its early stages. The series is expected to incorporate all, all of Resident Evil's signature elements, including action sequences and Easter eggs. So... All right. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it, it sounds like they'll pay homage to the games, but whether or not they're actually going to stay true to them is left to be seen. Yeah. Anyway. So no real sign of when this might come out. Nope, still in its early stages. Yeah. So, I don't know. If we hear more, we'll let you know.
1: So, we've talked before about the new Creep Show TV show uh, coming to Shudder based on of course the film from george romero and stephen king uh we've got some updates on the first season we know that it's going to consist of six episodes we know that the first episode will be an adaptation of the stephen king story survivor type and will be directed by greg nicotero do you know the story i don't i don't i don't know
0: more than like a handful of his short stories Oh okay. I haven't. I mean, he has a lot of like compendiums with all of his short stories that have like been previously published in magazines and stuff like that. Um, you know things like uh, like Skeleton Crew and Four Before Midnight and that type of stuff. But I haven't read any of them.
1: Oh, so all right. Uh, we also know that Creepshow composer, that's the original movie Creepshow, uh, John Harrison, who also directed. Episodes of the uh Romero produced series Tales from the Dark Side, as well as Tales from the Dark Side, the movie is going to be directing an episode. You're a big Tales from the Dark Side movie, uh fan, right?
0: Uh I, I do yeah, I mean it's I'm not over the moon about it, but I, I do watch it from time to time.
1: I liked the movie. I thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not, not so much the show. I never really watched the show, but the movie, yeah. I did enjoy it. That's interesting as a Composer directing episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, we also know that Monster House co-writer Rob Schrab will be directing an episode about something, quote, unholy and supernatural happening on a World War II battleground. All right. It's always good. Uh, World War II is always a good uh, platform for a creepy story. Yeah. Because it's like you already have so much shit going on around you, and then you like, throw in something supernatural. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? So now I got this to deal with? Yeah. Uh, we also know that one episode of Creepshow will be based on a story by Joe Hill, who, of course, is Stephen King's son. He is. He is. He Stephen is that. Son. Uh, what else do we know? We know that Christopher Buelman. B- <laughs> uh Who is Buhlman. a... Buhlman. <laughs> <laughs> who is a horror <laughs> novelist. Uh, we know he's writing an episode called The Man in the Suitcase. It is about 19-year-old Justin who brings home the wrong suitcase from the airport, and inside the suitcase is a man with a terrible problem. Probably
0: being in a suitcase. I would, I, I would I,
1: think that would be a problem. If I was in a suitcase, I would say, yeah, this is the
0: major problem I have in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also know there's another episode called The Companion, based on a short story from Joe R. Lansdale. If you recognize that name, it's because he was the writer of Bubba Hotep. He was. Is currently. He's still alive. He's yeah, he's he
0: still wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing changed. He was at Crypticon last year. Was he? Yeah, you talked to him. Did I? Pretty sure. Ah. Pretty sure you gave him his gave him our card.
1: That sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> I I do give people my card. Uh, as well as his children, Keith and Casey. They wrote this this episode with him. Uh, This one is about 13-year-old Harold who decides to explore the long-abandoned farm of the late Raymond Brenner and finds that he's got a new companion, a murderous, indestructible scarecrow.
0: That does not sound like a good thing
1: to have. That's not a good friend. That's a bad friend. I don't want you hanging out with them. No. Uh, This adaptation is being written by Matt Venny, who has written the Stephen King miniseries Bag of Bones. Uh... Yeah, as well as... <laughs> yeah, he did that. I, I My mind went elsewhere. As well as White Noise 2, Mirrors 2, Fright Night 2, and The Exorcism of Molly Hartley. Whew. It's a lot of... Things. A lot of number twos yeah. in there.
0: Twos as in poop. Yep. Like number twos of movies that weren't that good
1: to begin with. Yeah. I don't think I knew they made a White Noise 2. Uh... God, did I
0: see it for whatever reason? I feel like I did. I'm assuming Michael Keaton is not in it. He is not in it. <laughs> that is a good assumption. <laughs> Just like Keith Sutherland was not in Mirrors 2. Yeah, I knew that. But you know who was? Ren Stevens. And
1: she took her top off.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> a little pre pubescent Tony inside you was like,
0: Yes! It's like, Oh, yeah!
1: Success! <laughs>
0: Except she has big fake boobies now.
1: Does she big. really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they looked fake. If those were real, then... Okay. <laughs> so this is something I am hyped for. Oh, yeah. Like, f- the moment they announced this, it was, like, I was excited. Especially yes. because it's going to be on Shudder, and Shudder was... Yes, Shudder. Um, Shudder has been putting out solid stuff lately. Solid stuff. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, uh and, yeah I mean like uh, I, Shudder has become like in its inception was just kind of like this app that worked sometimes <laughs> with you know a very select range of films and it's, it's just kind of amazing how much they've grown in
1: what, five years maybe? The first thing I watched on Shudder was Dead Hooker in a Trunk Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was literally the only place that I could find it. Uh, what was the first thing I watched in there?
0: Fuck, I don't remember. It's been so long since the, the first time I used Shudder. Like I said, I had to watch it on my phone,
1: and then I tried to like cast it to my Apple TV, and it just was not working. So for once, Cheese is actually happy that I have Shudder. Cause she's been reading those The Discovery of Witches books and she's fucking in love with them. Oh. And the series just came out on Shudder. Right. With uh what's his face? Matthew Good. Matthew Good. I've heard his name about forty times in the past three days. Have you? <laughs> because of cheese? Yeah. Cause apparently she not only is she really into these books, she's also really into Matthew Good. I I feel like a lot of women are really
0: into Matthew Good. Uh who was it? My my sister. I think it was my sister. She's got. Ladywood. Ladywood. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I don't think it's my wife. My wife. My
0: wife. I haven't done that in a while.
1: Rose was over here the other night, and she was Lynn was telling her about it, and she was like, Matthew Good's in it. She's like, Matthew Good. Oh, he's handsome. And I was like, I know he's very handsome. And I was like. <laughs> You're like,
0: I agree. I agree. (laughs) He's very handsome. Uh, yep. You shutter. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, shutter. Just you know, keep on
1: killing the fucking game, dude. (laughs) Keep on
0: trucking. You know,
1: keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, because it's good. Because you're killing the fucking game. Cool. So. Uh,
0: that's horror business guys. That's it. That seemed like a long time. Nope, not that long. We just rambled. And it made it seem like it was long, yeah, just idle chatter, yeah, as we do as we're doing right now right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a new term that the British use called waffling, which is basically what we do almost the entire show, which is just rambling about nothing. Oh, not like waffling, like,
1: eh, I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, no, waffling is just a term for just rambling, just I'll, talking about nothing. I like waffles. Waffles are bomb.
1: The other night, we went grocery shopping, and then was like, what do you want for dinner tonight?" And I was like, chicken and waffles. She was like, yeah, okay. I was like, no, we're buying fucking chicken and waffles, and we're eating chicken and waffles for dinner tonight. And we did. And she was like, this is really good. And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, uh,
0: right after our wedding. We, um, we had gotten a Belgian waffle maker and a deep fryer from you guys. Not, not, not both. You got us the deep fryer. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, fam. <laughs> um. Hell yeah, <you> did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so shortly after, actually it wasn't shortly after, it took a long time for us to actually break out like our new appliances, but, um. Yeah, chicken and waffles with our wedding gifts. It was awesome. And we haven't done it much since because it's a lot of work. <laughs> it takes a lot of work to make f- like fried chicken and waffles. What? We're waffling so bad right <laughs> <I> now. <laughs> uh, we have fun.
1: <laughs> Should we just uh, talk about some movies? I mean, we could. <laughs> or should we just talk about chicken and waffles for another hour? What? I mean, I could
0: do either. <laughs> I'm I could, good either way. I could go either way. No. Uh, let's talk about some movies, guys.
1: So, yeah. So this is our salute. To sports horror, which is not a thing. (laughs) Taylor
0: is insistent on making this a thing. I thought it was more of a thing.
1: (laughs) I honestly thought there were more movies that fell into this category. Yeah. There's like six. There's not many of them. And you you really
0: have to stretch the definition of sports, too. Yeah. Like, not just like, uh, you know, head to head you know athletic games like like my movie is not about like a, a team sport <laughs> yeah team sports that's what i should have led with uh yeah anyway but we, we said on the last episode that we we're going to be talking about um uh goal of the dead and uh the cave The cave um I changed my mind because The Cave sounded kind of boring. And it was PG 13. It was PG 13. So I changed. And because
1: that's Tony's prerogative.
0: Yeah. My show. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so I changed my film to Fatal Games. Um, you've already got that pulled up, so I assume that's the one you want to start with? Yep. All right.
1: New generation of Olympic athletes. They are trained to reach perfection at the top of their class, and nothing will stop them from reaching their goal. <laughs> Competing in the next Olympic Games. Where are
2: we going to move? Get Talk to you Thursday.
0: Hi. What's
1: the matter? Swell and Seth. Harris called my folks last night. As the laughter fades, the terror begins. Someone is stopping the nation's top athletes dead in their tracks. In sports, winning is everything. But at the Falcon Academy, death is the first prize. The Killing Touch. You win,
0: you die. All right, so Fatal Games is a 1984 movie. Um, it's also known as The Killing Touch. And You
1: got the touch! You got the power!
0: I don't, I don't know this thing. Here.
1: You don't know the touch from the Transformers soundtrack? No. The animated movie from the eighties?
0: Yeah, I don't really watch that movie. Oh, bro. I was I was never really a big Transformers guy.
1: Were you an Autobots guy? What? Were you an Autobots guy? Were you an Autobots guy? Isn't that the same thing? No. They're two different franchises.
0: Oh, no. I, I
1: mean GoBots, not
0: Autobots. Oh fucking GoBots. <laughs> <laughs> the the Kmart Transformers. Uh no. No, I was uh I mean around that age T- bracket uh, I was more like Ninja Turtles I was sh- never really yeah I was pretty in Ninja Turtles too but... yeah. maybe but you don't
1: know the touch that's such a good song
0: no I'm sorry I don't know the touch
1: from the Transformer <laughs> soundtrack
0: you should listen to it on your way home I'm uh, probably not going to do that you should Fatal Games um, also known as Olympic Nightmare right uh, why so many title changes is uh, left to be seen Uh, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I don't care. Uh, (laughs) It was directed and written and directed by Michael Elliott. I don't know that guy.
1: It's Chris Elliott's father. Oh, yeah. Stand in the place (laughs) where you are. You know, cabin boy. Cabin boy.
0: (laughs) Quick, grab my small hand. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this... Takes place at uh, the Falcon Academy of Athletics. Is that a thing? Like, not necessarily the school, but a school for sports? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I mean, I know they have, like, uh, schools
1: for, like, science. And, um... And, I mean, I know there's, like, Duke, where, like, you know, yeah, you're getting a degree in communication. Sure you are. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting a degree in basketball.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh yeah, but I mean there there are schools that are f- developed around a certain field. I mean, there's like tech schools for technology, schools for art. Um, so maybe there are schools for sport, but or you know, particularly to train
1: athletes. But I don't know. Uh, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, probably doesn't exist. It's probably um, not a real thing. Um, this movie opens with a song that's like, it's. It's straight out of the like 84. It's like it's almost a ripoff of like the best around, yeah, by Joe Esposito, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, and uh, and also push it to the limit from Scarface,
0: sure, yeah. (laughs) I guess I don't really know where to start with this. Um, there's a a group of kids that go to the school, it's like seven in total. Sure. They're kind of like our primary characters. Um, and I don't even know all of their names because there's just too many of them. And I didn't really care. Um, I guess the primary character, like the the main character that we kind of focus on for most, most of the movie uh, was, uh, shit, I forgot her name too, uh, Annie. Um, And uh, yeah, that's... I don't know. This suffer this movie. Starting off with the review already, um, this movie really suffered from like kind of a disjointed plot because it uh, bounced around to different characters. There's there's too many characters, and it bounced around to each one uh, too many times, and so you just like you never could really track this the progress of one person for too long before they just went to the next person. Yeah. Anyway, but like I said, there's a group of about seven kids. They've all been uh, kind of nominated by their school to go um, try out for the Nationals. Um, I don't know what the
1: Nationals are. I don't know, but if you win the Nationals, you go to the Olympics. Right. Which,
0: I mean, must maybe it's a thing. I, I it's guess. Like a National Championship, I guess. I guess so, but I don't know. I don't really follow
1: the Olympics. Like you win state, and then you go to Nationals, then you go to the Olympics. I don't know maybe
0: but these are all athletes of a different color uh, you know we've no got, they're all white well, there is one black girl oh you're right there is <laughs> like like the token black person yeah. uh <laughs> the 80s yeah <laughs> um but yeah so I mean I mean that they're all like uh, athletes of different uh, sports sports trades.
1: Yeah, uh, you, events. You got gymnasts, uh, swimmers. You are a gymnast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know that movie Pinocchio <laughs> from the Oral Roberts.
0: <laughs> yeah, so gymnasts, uh, you know, track runners, um, swimmers, javelin, th- javelin throwers. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and they've all been, like I said, selected by the school to. Um, try out for the nationals or to i don't know because
1: the movie starts out with them being awarded medals yeah i got the impression they all won their respective sport and so that's why they're going to nationals but then throughout the movie they're all
0: like doing these events they're like all right i did it i'm going to nationals (laughs) like seriously like that was said like half a dozen times in this movie (laughs) i did it i'm going to nationals yeah nationals (laughs) um so I couldn't really follow exactly what was going on here. Um, that was probably due in part to the, the shitty copy of this that I was watching. Because <laughs> this is not on any streaming service except for YouTube. Yeah. And it was just like a
1: rip from a very bad... It's a, it's a bad rip of a bad VHS tape. Yeah. The one I found was, was not bad, but it took me a while to find that one. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, so these kids,
0: uh, they are just trying to, you know, get to the Nationals, and they're all (laughs) fucking each other,
1: um, and then... So so, they're ready for the Olympics. Right. Because from what I hear, Olympic Village is just one giant fuck. All right. It's just a fuck city. (laughs) A fuck fest. You're living in fuck city. (laughs)
0: Uh, and then out of nowhere, this killer
1: starts knocking them off one by one. Well, their coaches are like, I thought I was going (laughs) to (laughs) sneeze. Their coaches are like, you need to train harder. So we're going to add two hours to your training session every day. Oh yeah. And they're getting dosed too. Yeah. Completely unapologetically. They're in line at this doctor. And he's just like, all right, your turn for steroids. Right. (laughs)
0: steroids and hormones is what they're feeding these kids um and i mean it was the 80s this was happening all the t- like left and right in like every country around the world particularly Not just russia <laughs> or east germany um but yeah it was it was happening everywhere uh and yeah i guess this was just i don't know if this is necessarily supposed to be a commentary
2: on it
1: <laughs> um i just thought it was hilarious that like, like it wasn't masked in any way right it wasn't like oh here time for your medicine like the doctor's just like i'm giving this person steroids now you can have your steroids in a minute
0: (laughs) uh yeah and so then like i said this this killer wearing a uh, a a black hoodie and the track track pants was a track suit yeah but with a hood that's weird. I've never seen a tracksuit with a hood. I don't think I have either. Um, just chasing these kids around with a javelin, yeah. Uh, and killing them, um, and then but not leaving their bodies out to be found. Like, like this killer will haul the bodies away,
1: and then the next day everybody's like, "Well, where's uh, where's Kathy?" But no, not the next day. For most of them, it takes a couple days. For just like you know who I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> My girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like immediately impact anyone. Right. Well, and, it's like, hey, I haven't seen uh, Shelly in like three days. Yeah. And, oh, that's weird. Me neither now that you mention it. And it's not like this is
0: like a, a dorm situation either. These kids go home at the end of the day. Uh, and he's just like, they're just disappearing. And after several days, they've had no complaints from like parents. <laughs> Uh, and, like, the coaching... The co- only ones that seem to show any bit of concern whatsoever are the coaching staff. Which, which is probably just because they're losing their athletes. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's basically the movie. These kids just get picked off one by one. There's the, a uh, lot of really unnecessary nudity. Not that I'm complaining,
1: yeah, like, every character gets naked. Every single female character. And even some of the males. Yeah. Although it's funny that, like, it's showing the guys in the shower, and they're wearing jocks. Yeah. And then it cu- immediately cuts to the female locker room, and they're all naked. Just free bushing it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's, that's
0: weird. Like, pretty much every girl I've talked to, like, Grant, I don't know, th- would you consider this, like, a college or this... This is a high school. I mean, it says it's an academy. So, probably more like a high school, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think they're all, like, high school age, or supposed to be. The actors are all, like, 38. Right.
0: (laughs) It's impossible to tell, because for some reason in the 80s, people, like, men started sprouting body hair at a very young age. Like, every man in the 80s looked like Peter Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Anyway, so...
1: Yeah, and there's there's really no explanation to this who this killer is. The kills take a lot of suspension of disbelief in this one. Oh yeah. Like the the star javelin thrower who's going to nationals cuz he's so good. He's like working his ass off trying to get, you know, a few more feet on his throws and then this killer from the bleachers on the opposite side of the field <laughs> just hugs his javelin and impales him. Huh? <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, there's a lot of. Re- I mean, they they all
1: get killed with a javelin. That's not even the most ridiculous one, though. The most ridiculous one is the one in the fucking pool. That was silly. This this killer rents scuba equipment, goes in the pool, lies on the bottom of the pool with this javelin sticking straight up, <laughs> and then this the girl swims over the top and he just goes blah, <laughs> and just like skewers her. <laughs> And it's like, you didn't see that? You didn't see this giant javelin or the bubbles from the guy's scuba (laughs) equipment?
0: It's not like it was like a murky pond or something.
1: No, this is a pool. (laughs) Crystal clear water. (laughs) And this guy's in a black tracksuit at the bottom of the pool. And somehow you don't see him.
0: It's like, which is also just completely impractical. What kind of asshole wears a tracksuit in a pool? Yeah. Especially if you rent scuba gear. Rent a scuba suit or... (laughs) I don't know, wear something else. Go naked if you have to. Sure. Um, yeah. I just saw these these kids get whacked off. Just left and right, just getting whacked off. Yep. <laughs> I said that to my wife the other night. She's like, no, not whacked off. <laughs> I can't even remember what we were talking about. but She seems so irritated by, that, <laughs> by the idea that I was using whacked off. Anyway, um... Yeah, I mean, that that's really the main thing about the movie. Like, they're just
1: getting killed left and right. Um, they, no, they, nobody seems to notice until a couple days later. They seem to want you to think that it has something to do with the steroids. You think? I mean, that was the impression I got, is that they're like the steroids were going to be some kind of red herring, because they kept bringing up the steroids. I guess. Uh, I and mean, so, yeah, I was like, oh, well, the killer is probably, like, on the steroids, and it made him go crazy or something. He's got roid really rage. He's... Getting Chris Benoit, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: not too soon, I guess, because it was a long time ago. <laughs> but... Um, it's a cautionary tale, man. Sure. Don't do steroids. Yeah, you might kill your family. <laughs> um. So, do we want to talk about the end? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's older. Well, older than me, almost as old as you. So the killer is Ray Finkel. <laughs> yeah, so th- there's a school nurse. Well not well, she's kind of a school nurse, I guess. I mean she is a nurse and but she's kind of the one that's like dosing the kids. Yeah. Uh at the behest of this doctor who runs the school.
1: I guess. And is also played by uh, Michael Elliott, the director. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh,
0: It seems like this uh, nurse that's played by Sally Kirkland, who's, like, really the only recognizable actress in this. Um, Oh, Christ. Anyway. um, Yeah, so she is uh, the one who, like, kind of tries to defend these kids and tries to talk the doctor out of giving the kids, like, hormones and and steroids and basically all these... Not necessarily illegal, but frowned upon drugs. Um, and I'm on, the juice. Yeah, it turns out, like, it just completely uh, anticlimactically reveals that she's the killer. But, I mean, I feel like at this point you kind of already know she is. Really? I, I Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure, but I'm like, it kind of seems like the the nurse might be the killer here. <laughs>
1: I guess I just didn't care that much. I actually didn't know if they were going to reveal the killer. Oh, really? I thought it was just going to be like a, you know, kind of Michael Myers thing. I, obviously, we know who Michael Myers was, but... Is it Michael Myers? Yeah. But I thought it was just going to be one of those kind of things where it's just like, oh, it's just this crazy killer, and who knows who he is. And
0: right. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it could have gone either way. And yeah, by by the time they revealed this, I was pretty checked out of the movie. Yeah, um,
1: same here. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole reason that she's killing everybody is because she had she she was a guy, and she got a sex change to compete in the Olympics against women, and they wouldn't let her. Yeah, I don't was it Was she did she try to do it like
0: like on the sneaky sneak? Yeah, was she try to like get away with one like pull one pull one over on them,
1: or did they know? I don't know, because I mean this is literally revealed in a headline. Yeah. Like we don't get the backstory on this. There's some interesting uh,
0: concepts in this movie, uh, for 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 an '80s movie. Nowadays, it it wouldn't, you know, nobody would really. Well, not nobody, but I guess they wouldn't be uh, thought about. Like, they wouldn't be as taboo. I guess. Yeah. Um, In that, you know, you have transsexuals. Or sorry, trans, trans. Genders. Genders. Transgenders and um, uh, a lesbian couple, which is just not oh, something right, yeah. you see in 80s movies very often.
1: And the the is it the same nurse that tries to grope the girl? Yeah. Well, she's giving her a massage and she's just like, whoop. Yeah, w- that was weird. That was very weird. I've never had a massage
0: before, but I know that you usually have a towel over your private areas.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I know that fingers don't go inside. In your butt. (laughs) Fingers don't cross the plane. Yeah. Like, she was just, like,
0: she would, like, rub her shoulders and then work her way down her back and then just, like, slide her hands on her ass and then start, like, working, like, her hamstrings and stuff. But then she was just, like, working her way back up her leg. And seriously, she was, like, trying to stick a thumb in this girl's butt. Yeah. It was weird. It was quite weird. Inappropriate
1: Um, behavior.
0: Yeah, but then you got like a like a a glimpse of this girl's butthole, which was just weird. <laughs> it's like you don't really see that in movies very often, no, or really at all. So it's just like, whoa, okay.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, it almost seemed like a uh, sleepaway camp style reveal where it was just it was supposed to shock you. Like, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's it doesn't fit into the story. And It was so
0: casual, too. It's like, it was kind of like a two part reveal. Like, the killer throws, by the way, a javelin is the most impractical, like, weapon that you could have. You're carrying around this fucking, like, six foot long lance. Yeah. It's like, just have a knife. It's going to be way easier and just as deadly. Yeah. Or if you want something to throw, I don't know. Just get like a a metal pipe with a point on it or something.
1: I don't know. Just something. Carrying around a javelin is completely impractical. Hell, even with a shot put, you could do some damage. Sure. But because this, especially as hard as she can apparently throw. Right. But this woman is apparently like a shot put star.
0: Um, and so naturally, she's got to have her shot, or not shot put, uh, javelin. javelin. Um so she's gotta use her javelin. And like up to that point, it doesn't make any sense. It's like through the whole movie, you've just got this killer that's killing people with a javelin, and you're just like, why? Use something else. Anything else. Yeah. Use a
1: baseball bat. That'd be way more practical. Yeah, like there's no uh there's no mixing it up. Like everybody gets the javelin. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I get it. It's sports
0: equipment, but why? Yeah. And then so she she lances Like, as the killer, she lances uh, Annie, like, kind of through her side with it. And then her boyfriend... Frank? No. I think it's... Yeah, Phil. Her boyfriend, Phil, finds her in the hallway of the school. Like, they're always at the school after after dark. Could you have gotten into your high school after dark? No. Me neither. Absolutely not. (laughs) It's just like doors are just unlocked at night. In in you know, private property. <laughs> um. And anyway, so he, she he carries her into the infirmary in the middle of the night. He he walks in carrying her and he's like, uh, "Diane, are you here?" She's like, "It's like midnight. Why would she be there?" But she is, which doesn't strike him as weird, right? I, I feel like it should have. Um. And uh, she's in the back room like pulling off her killer wardrobe and she's like, yes, I'm here one second. And she comes out and like, I don't know. She's like grounding up bandages or something. And in the meantime, Nancy, or, why do I keep on kind of call her Nancy's That was another character. Annie is laying there on like the bed and picks up this newspaper about Diane having a sex change and then trying to compete in the Olympics
1: Why was that out? I I don't know. (laughs) And why did that trigger her to go, oh, she's the killer? Yeah. And I don't understand why that made her the killer. Why is she like, oh, if I can't compete in the Olympics, no one can. Yeah, I don't understand.
0: This was poorly conceived.
1: Yeah. And then there's just like this chase scene up a stairwell, and then she falls off the stairwell and gets impaled on a trophy. Right. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Like literally, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Credits roll.
0: Like, like you see the tip of the trophy kind of covered in blood, and credits start rolling next to it. And that's, that's it. Yep. You know, I feel like this suffered from trying to explain too much, and the explanation was not a good one. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, something like Halloween, where it's just like, in the original Halloween, there was no explanation as to why Michael Myers was killing people. Other than the fact that he was just a psychopath. Yep. Um, and you know, nobody really seemed to be clamoring for an explanation. Um, and uh, I mean, they easily could have done that in this and it would have salvaged a lot. You wouldn't understand why the killer was using a javelin. No.
1: Still. But would, it, would you really have thought about it that hard? Probably not. Yeah.
0: So it's just like, yeah, leave it out. And then you could maybe salvage a little bit of this movie instead of making it a big old pile of doo-doo. Sure.
1: Anyway. So I've, I've noticed that this seems to be a somewhat polarizing movie. There are people who love this movie. Really? Yeah. I can tell by your face that you're on my side that this is not a good movie. This is not a good movie at all. This is like trash i mean it's
0: like graduation day which is not really a good movie either um but this is like just not a good movie whatsoever
1: yeah like the stuff in between the kills is just boring it's just like people sporting just like working out and stuff yeah and banging and showering look at us doing sports and then like the kills aren't even interesting because they're all the same javelin through the belly yeah and you don't get like any good gore effects Nope. And like I said, the big reveal is just gives you more questions than answers. Yep. And then the movie's over. Yeah. I mean, like
0: the only thing about this movie is like when you get to the end, it's like, I think all I really liked was uh, the nudity. And that was kind (laughs) of it (laughs) because from top to bottom, this was a dog shit movie. It's pretty bad. It's, it's, it's not shot. Well, It's not directed well. The acting is not good. The acting's bad. Uh, And the story itself is stupid. And the ending is bad. Just like from, like I said, from top to bottom. It's just a shit movie. So I, the fact that you're telling me right now that people actually love this movie is like mind-blowing to me.
1: Yeah, like when I first heard about it, um, because when I was trying to find sports horror movies, this came up and people were like, you know, oh, hopefully Fatal Games gets more attention. I'm like, oh, well, people seem to like this. I guess it's like this unsung movie, kind of like this hidden gem. No. No, no sir. No. <laughs>
0: no, sir, I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that I had to watch this on YouTube because I couldn't find it anywhere uh, should have been telling. Yeah. I mean, like, I probably could have bought, like, a second-hand DVD off of eBay or Amazon or something. But I wasn't going to go that far. Nah.
1: (laughs) Nah, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's got kind of that stalkery feel of most slasher movies, but it, like, just takes so long to get there. Mm -hmm. And most of the scenes, it's just, the scenes are a little disjointed. Like, it's just, like, doing sports, dead. Doing sports, dead. It's, like, okay, we're just watching the same thing over and over. Yeah. What's What's the story here? And you know, so much of the movie is, I mean,
0: it's basically formulaic like that, but it's just like, somebody's like, oh, well, no, guys, you go ahead. I'm going to stay late and practice. And then the next day that person is gone. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, people are just like,
1: oh, I guess so-and-so didn't come in today.
0: That's weird. there was this one girl who like said she was going to go to San Francisco to uh, visit her boyfriend. And then... They find out that she never showed up. Like, she didn't show up the next day at school. So they just said, oh, well, she went to San Francisco. Actually, I mean, she said that's what she was doing. And then they find out, hey, they her her boyfriend's family said he she never showed up in San Francisco. And everybody's just kind of like, well, that's weird. Well, see ya. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I feel like there just wasn't really a lot of thought put into uh
1: anything <laughs> yeah i mean it, like this feels like one of those movies from people who saw halloween once and went yeah i want to do that <laughs> it's like when did graduation day come out do you know
0: it was before this was it i mean i feel like this had to have been like a direct ripoff 1981 yeah um yeah. I mean so I mean you had a lot of movies coming out around that time. You know, um Halloween 79, Friday the 13th in 80, uh and um you know just the, I think Burning was in 81 too, right? I think so. Um so just like slashers was becoming a very popular uh subgenre around that time and I understand that a lot of studios were just trying to make slashers because that's what people wanted. Um just trying to feed the beast, you know, but there's just sometimes when you should just
1: tell yourself, no. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be a limit somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, any final thoughts on this? Uh, not really. Like, uh, honestly, I think the best part was just the look of the killer. At least the killer looks kind of cool. Although she just had pantyhose on her
0: face. Pretty much. And you couldn't really see the killer. Like like you saw pretty much like That's from true the knee
1: down. <laughs> so much of the, of the shots with the killer, they're like barely in frame. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Could, they could have shown the killer more. Yeah. I mean, it's like
0: so many scenes where the killers are happening uh, are at the school when the lights are off and the killer's wearing all black. Yeah. So, it's like even the scenes when the killer was in frame, you couldn't see shit. True. So, what's even the point? I don't know, man. Um. Anyway, so, uh, I rate the movie Final Games as a complete doo-doo pie. Um, Fatal Games. What did I say? You said Final Games. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares. Fatal Games... Olympic nightmares and what was the other one? Uh, invisible touch,
1: killing touch.
0: <laughs> I say like like Phil Collins. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think I'll do it a a two. That's just because of the gratuitous annuity.
1: Yeah, I was thinking if I wanted to to give it a three, and then I was like thinking about <laughs> some. But I was thinking about other movies. I've given a three and I was like, I enjoyed those more than this. So I really can't give it any more than a two. Yeah, that's fair. Don't watch Fatal Games, guys. <laughs> or do. I don't know. Some people seem to like it. I don't understand. But
0: well, if you like this movie, you need to get your mind right.
1: <laughs> sure. You need to get right with God. Get a check up from the neck up. All right. Let's move on to the French Soccer zombie film goal of the dead
0: 32e de
2: finale face aux amateurs de Caplong, ça devrait pas poser trop de problème.
1: Il y a quand même un lourd passé, il y a 17 ans les deux clubs s'étaient rencontrés et qui était l'attaquant vedette de Caplong à l'époque Samuel Casco Regarde le
0: goal à qui ce soir. Comme Bye. ça Laurie
2: Non mais vous avez un problème dans ce village
0: Bon. Les gars, on se recentre un peu là. En face, c'est le match de leur vie. Donc, je veux de l'action.
2: C'est au courant, que tu repartiras pas d'ici sur tes deux jambes. Il se passe quelque chose de panache.
1: brûlent les voitures, j'ai l'impression.
2: Ouais, bah puis l'arbitrage fallait s'y attendre hein. Qu'est-ce que c'est que ce bordel
0: Putain mais coach là, mais qu'est-ce qu'ils veulent On leur a rien fait nous, c'est juste du foot. Ça c'est pas perso.
2: Oh putain, c'est la merde. Go 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 go.
1: C'est maintenant que tout se joue. Tous nos efforts, c'est aujourd'hui qu'ils vont payer. Pour récupérer du terrain.
2: Centimètre
0: après centimètre. Et c'est tous ensemble qu'on va y arriver. Ensemble, on est tout. Seul, on est rien.
1: Oh merde, putain je suis chier C'est ça, le foot. C'est la vie. C'est l'union. C'est le collectif. Alright, so Goal of the Dead. We're introduced right away to the uh soccer team Olympique de Paris. Hey, Taylor, this huh? is a French film. Yeah. I said that. And you know what I don't like?
0: subtitles that's correct i hate subtitles yeah so thanks for that
1: well you know sometimes when you are looking for a niche movie you got to go outside your comfort zone so don't don't tell me what i gotta do (laughs) don't tell me how to live my life deal with it
0: you know this is this was a big reason why i was late today because it's a two-hour movie uh and it's subtitled so I have to actually have my eyes on the screen the entire time. And I had my wife next to me trying to show me things on Facebook and talking to me, and I cannot do that at the same time. <laughs> so I had to keep pausing it.
1: Yeah, I had the same thing.
0: and I was just, My wife was just in my ear like, up, 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 up. <laughs> I was like, hey, lady, <laughs>
1: get out. <laughs> Oh my God! What is that from? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Pa pa pa! All the time with this pa pa pa! I'm like, pff, pff, get out, <laughs> lady! Oh <Yeah>. shit! Okay, <laughs> so Olympique de Paris, the uh, Paris soccer team in the Premier League, uh, you find out they're not very good. They are second to last in division 1. So they're good enough to be in division 1, but and good enough to not be in last, I guess.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I understand first and last place. But like division, I
1: don't know what that is. So means. in European soccer, there's promotion and relegation. I wasn't asking. There's there's I'm telling you. There's promotion and relegation. Okay. So if you do really well, you move up to the next highest division. And okay. if you do really bad, you get moved to the lower division. Okay. So on the TV, they're talking about like, oh, I want to see Paris move to the lower division. Maybe they'll do good there. They're like, oh, they have, you know, they have some good young players. Uh, this guy Idris Diago is like their star. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yep. Uh, but then there's Sam Lorit, who is the the aging veteran. Yep. He's their their big forward, and they're going to play this team, whose name I was like, I'm not gonna remember this, and now I can't fucking remember <laughs> it. And Do you remember not, what it was? Uh, ch- Chernobyl? Definitely not Chernobyl.
0: It's kind of like Chernobyl.
1: Uh, yeah, it's something French. <laughs> it was like the French version of Chernobyl. <laughs> You're not helpful. <laughs> I Honestly, uh, it, it is. it started with a C. It does start with a C. That's all I can remember. Well, this it's Sam's old team. And they last played this Parisian team 17 years ago. And then after the game, Sam left and joined Paris and the fans were not happy with him. They felt like he sold out his club.
0: He, he golden tated them. Pretty much yeah, Golden
1: tatered. There we go. That's better. Golden yeah. tatered him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they pull up to the stadium and no lebron james them that's what that's better sure cuz he he bailed
0: on cleveland yeah just like
1: fuck you guys
0: guy i'm going to go make money twice <laughs> yeah twice
1: two times <laughs> fucker <laughs> but so at the beginning before the game starts we're introduced to the the four quote unquote ultras of this team who are like the the super fans and they're making this new song and it's like, Paris, capital city. Paris, you're so shitty. Paris, city of lights. Paris, city of shite. Paris, Paris, fuck you. <laughs> just wordsmiths. <laughs> but so you get the impression that this team is like not super popular and these guys are really like the only fans. But then once Sam Lurit shows up, the whole town comes out just to to bust his balls. Mm -hmm. And he thinks it's going to be this big homecoming and everyone's going to be so happy to see him. They're going to be like, you know, Oh, this is the home of Sam Lurit and so nice to have you back. But he gets out and people are booing him and spitting in his face and throwing eggs at him. Yeah. I mean, the whole team's catching shit, but I mean, he, he steps off
0: the bus and the crowd just goes silent. Actually, did the crowd
1: go silent or did the sound just cut out? I think the crowd went silent at first and then started, and then yeah, like he like stopped at the edge and, and everyone started booing him. Okay. Cause
0: I, I wasn't sure if they like cut out the sound for dramatic, dramatic effect. effect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean he steps off the bus and the crowd goes silent and then just breaks out of this uproarious boo. Yeah. Um, and then he just kind of walks into the arena and or stadium, whatever. Uh, and the rest of the team comes out and they're just, the rest, everybody's just kind of like ranting and screaming and uh, the popular guy is this aegis kid and he goes to talk to these little kids <laughs> they're just like fuck you we're gonna sh- destroy you today like it's just something like we're gonna shove it up your ass or something like that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> something um yeah so not popular yeah I mean this I think that's pretty indicative of hometown sports and maybe soccer because you know soccer hoodlums
1: oh yeah uh all the while there's this reporter who's following the team around her name is solene and she's trying to do this in-depth interview with uh diago and he's just like no i don't answer questions without my agent here and sam's like yeah you can talk to me and she's like i don't want to talk to you <laughs> she's
2: like huh eh.
1: nah and least like she actually does interview him. She's just like, so what's it like to go home? <laughs> and all these like just stupid pandering questions. Mm-hmm. But so in the locker room before the game, the coach has given him the speech and uh, Diago's agent comes in and says, hey, congratulations, you're going to London. You, I just sold you to, to London FC. <laughs> Transfer fee of 35 million euros. So... more or less they sold him. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Dr. something. It's like Borvo, I think. I can't remember. Uh, His son plays for this local team, for for Chernobyl. (laughs) (laughs) And the doctor's just like, well, time to juice you up. Steroids are a common theme going here. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, sportsing.
1: I guess before that this, so the when you sports you you use steroids. Yeah. The delivery driver is delivering these packages and he drops both of them in the mud. And instead of wiping the mud off so you can see the address, he's just like, "This is probably the right one." <laughs> <laughs> so he delivers it to the to this doctor. Doctor injects it into his son. Turns his son into a raving lunatic. Rage zombie kind of creature. Yeah. Which just kind of makes
0: the whole movie kind of like the name of the movie a little confusing. Because it's goal of the dead, implying that these people are dead. Undead zombies. But they're not.
1: Yeah. They're infected. And the way that they get infected is not from a bite, but from getting vomited in the face. Yeah. They just brundle fly over everyone. (laughs) Just like just milk pukes, and it's weird because like sometimes he'll just kill people, but then other times he's like, I'm, "I like you, I want you to join the ranks, <laughs> 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 join the team, because ah. sports in soccer they say club, <laughs> whatever." <laughs> but so he's this big juiced up monster now, and uh, he just starts running through the woods. I didn't pick up on the fact that it made him like a fucking. Juggernaut. Uh,
0: So I'm just like looking at that guy. I'm like, that guy's too big to play soccer. (laughs) He's probably awful. (laughs)
1: He's probably really slow. But he's not. He's not. He's He's super fast because you see him run through the woods. He's a wicked fast guy. Because apparently, when you get injected with zombie steroids, you just like, I just got to run. I just got to run through the woods Uh, like
0: crazy. Dr. Belvo. That's
1: what I said. Is it? I think so.
0: Dr. Belbiv Devo.
1: Yep. Did you find out the name of the team? <sighs> Keep talking. Uh. So. Yeah. Um. Yep. But so yeah, um, Diago is getting transferred to this other team. So his agent's just like, "Hey, you know, don't don't play him or play him for like five minutes just to get out there and wave to the crowd or whatever." Mm-hmm. But you know. Don't go hard because he's a, he's a worth a lot of money to this other team. <laughs> this coach is like, "Hey kid, you're gonna you're gonna be the the lead or whatever." Yeah, he's like, "You're starting. You're gonna get out there and you're gonna sweat just like everybody else, but pass the ball to Sam because this is his homecoming, so he gets to be the star." Right. Uh, this does not go well with Idris Diago. He wants to be the star to the point where Sam is on a breakaway. And Diago chases him down and steals the ball from him. Mm-hmm. Causing Sam to trip and face plant into another player's face. Yep. <laughs> that was I like how like if you or I were to headbutt somebody
0: accidentally that hard, we probably wouldn't get up. Not for a while. Yeah. Just like, uh maybe if I just die now, this pain will go
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sam just like pops right back up. Right. Gets a red card for his troubles. I don't. That means you're kicked out. Okay. I know there's red and yellow card. I don't know the differences. Yellow's a warning. Red is you're you're done. Okay. And the ref basically just tells him, "Hey, you left 17 years ago, so, <laughs> so you, you, you can go <laughs> fuck yourself." <laughs> and then he just fucking
0: decks his ref. Like the minute he started giving him the business, like I was just like, just
1: hit him. <laughs> fuck it, you're already you're already done. Hit him. <laughs> Because he starts to walk away and the ref calls, he's like a, he's like coward pussy or something like that. Yeah. Just, yep. Just throwing him one, one last line of shit. Yeah. So yeah, Sam knocks his ass out and just heads to the locker room. Uh, We also are introduced to these two girls who are after Diago and Sam. The one who is after Sam goes to the locker room meets up with him she's like i just i want a minute of your time he's like you (laughs) legal all right let's go get drunk and they just go to this bar where there's nobody i don't know what the deal was with this bar
0: uh wait what do you you mean the deal like was it closed why was there no one there I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a small town, and they're probably all at the game. No, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Although I don't know if I was just like not absorbing what was being said, but it sounded like uh,
1: uh, Cleo, Cleo, Cleo. Yeah,
0: Cleo uh, was saying that she owned the bar.
1: No, she definitely didn't say that.
0: I—that's what I took in, but but then it didn't make sense because later on she says she's like seventeen or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Sam keeps calling her Chloe because he's like, Cleo is not a name. He right. keeps calling uh Celine. Uh, uh, Solange. Solange.
0: It's just like you, you want to root for this guy, but he's kind of a turd. Yeah. He did, like, the more the story progresses, you find out he did pretty much just abandon this town. Yeah. Like, he went around, he fucked everything with a vagina, uh, and... As soon as he got his ticket to, to Paris, he just took off. Yep.
1: Uh, this is when Belvo, the, the younger Belvo, shows up. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeanette. That sounds right. And, and it starts with J. He, he shows up and he just starts puking on everybody. Yep. And so now everybody's just turning into these should, zombie creatures. not. That's
0: his name. (laughs) I was the the girl played Celine. Uh, I didn't catch her name when she was first introduced, but she looked really familiar. Like I'd seen her in something else before, and so I tried to look her up on IMDb. But like her real name is Charlie. Charlie. It's probably pronounced like Charlie or something. Uh, And and like Celine doesn't read to me as a male or female name, and like a lot of male and female. French names to an American seem like a female name. Well, yeah, like there's a guy in this whose name is Michelle. Yeah, so I'm just like looking at this cast list and like, and like most of them don't have pictures
1: on there. Mm. So I'm just like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Celine comes flying through the door. She's like, everybody's dead. There's a fucking riots in the streets. Mm-hmm. We got a hole up here. They bring down the big sliding steel door. Um Yeah, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, so I won't say that. I mean this is what, six years old. Is it? No. Five. That was from twenty seventeen. Fourteen. Oh. Uh February twenty seventh. Fuck it, close enough. It's five years. I don't I don't know if there's an international embargo, but <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'm spoiling it. This is our fucking it. show. Uh, uh, this is when you find out that Cleo is Sam's daughter.
0: It, it, that's. Would you consider that a spoiler? I think it's kind of part
1: of the story. Eh, kind of, I guess. Uh, this is the end of part one. This movie is split in half. It's I, I, got two different directors for each half. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't pick up on that. I don't fully know what the purpose was. Yeah. Um, so the second half is much more just kind of straightforward zombie movie. Uh, you got the coach and the agent start fist fighting. Kaplong. That's the name of the town. Ah. Or Kap Kaplong you? I think it's Kaplong. Anyway, um, now the mystery solved. <laughs> And so, yeah, they just kind of decide that they're going to fight these zombies. And uh, they have no idea what's causing it or anything at this point, but they know that they have to go fight uh, Belvo. You find out that Belvo and Sam were actually friends when they were kids, when they both played for Keplong. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this really weird scene where they get to the stadium. And all of the zombies just kind of gather around them and then stop. Something that happens in zombie movies a lot that doesn't seem like it would happen if zombies were real. No, they just swarm you. Yeah. And they're like, what do they want? They want soccer.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I was just. I was kind of done. Yeah. I was like, happened. what the fuck? And they're like, well, let's give it to them. And they start like charging through the crowd with the soccer ball. Yeah. Like him and it's a sam and
0: idris just start i don't know playing. soccering <laughs> yeah this just soccering down the field carrying f- flares because why not for whatever reason yeah uh yeah I, I don't know a lot of it's in like slow motion and it's like it's supposed to be like inspirational like 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 a like a like a sports film would when you're like scoring like the winning goal, right? But
1: it's like, but I like I didn't understand what the point, like what what was the end goal? To distract them so that everybody else could get away, which worked. Okay, but the I fact really that it worked that. in the first place was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sam and Belvo finally get like their face to face, and keep <laughs> in mind Belvo's a mindless zombie at this point. Yeah, and Sam is like. You know, he basically says, I'm, I'm sorry I left, but I want you to know that I, I never had a friend like you. And all of a sudden, Belvo's eyes start to turn back to normal. He starts to put Sam down. But oh, then, did it? I didn't notice his eyes. Oh, yeah, his eyes started going back to normal. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, and then he just stabs him with a corner flank. <laughs> oh, this is after he just kicked his agent's head off into the goal. I missed that part, too. I didn't catch it. Though. Oh, really? So it was. I saw the head. I don't know. I must have just, like, been quickly looking away at, like, all the wrong times. <laughs> yeah, his agent told, totally, like, sold him out earlier and was just, like, he found out that his knee has issues. Yeah. Which never comes into play. He still runs as fast as anybody. Well, it says,
0: like, you know, he's signing this new contract with the London team, um, you know, with the, the anticipation he's going to be their star for years to come, but, like, Basically implying that because of his knee, he's got maybe a couple good, a couple more good years
1: out of him. Right. And then he's going to turn to shit. Um, yeah, so he kicks his agent's head off into the goal because right. that would have to happen, of course. Sure. Right. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. And these four ultras end up, like, saving the day. Right, yeah.
0: There's, like, these little town townies yeah uh towny soccer hoodlums that like apparently have like a history in town of being just miscreants
1: yeah the cop is just
0: like giving them shit
1: all the time yeah um
0: and uh yeah they
1: come and save the day which
0: is just completely unbelievable <laughs> yeah it's like that would only happen in a movie pretty much yeah I mean, you think of something like like The Walking Dead, where it's just like the people that are surviving are just not really great people. Yep, <laughs> because they're doing anything to survive. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That's funny because like they have this plan. The, these four ultras have this plan at the beginning of the movie that they're going to record this new song, and they're going to play it over the loudspeaker and throw flares onto the onto the field. Right, and then be like, "Yeah, we
0: got you, good, you fuckers." Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> and they throw the flares on the field, but Michelle cowards out from playing the tape, and so his whole goal the rest of this movie is to play this fucking tape right. in the middle of this zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And it's I can't, I couldn't
0: decide if he had like lost his mind or if he's just an idiot because he didn't seem that way at first.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um and yeah, i mean there's a bunch of like ancillary characters that kind of move along and kind of like like kind of build out the story a little bit um but they're kind of in the end just disposable more or less yeah fairly inconsequential i mean like you know we got the the coach of the tea, of the paris team who is kind of almost like a father figure like he's really looking out for his players and um you know, with with Idris's, what's his last name? Diago. Diago, uh, his agent's like a total fucking scumbag, and like he's kind of looking out for the kid, and um, and then I mean, then the agent, of course, and the sheriff or
1: the captain. Captain, I think is what he was called. Yeah, who actually you find out is Sam's dad, right? Um
0: yeah but I mean, like all these characters pretty much, yeah they come I mean, and go, yeah, so there's that um I always worry about not really picking up on things in foreign films because so much of uh absorbing a film is in the way that lines are delivered mm-hmm. um. And for me, it's it's a lot of times hard to pick up on, um, the delivery of lines, and, you know, way the way that they're, um, you know, the the quality that they're delivered, and then also the the, the way in which they're delivered, um, when it's in a foreign language, because I don't understand, you know, uh. You know, people, like people, different languages emphasize words differently. Yeah, different inflections. Yeah, and and, and so it's just like, it's really hard to pick up. But, you know, with the subtitles, it's like I could read them and understand that this line was funny. Whether or not I found the way that the person was delivering the line was funny.
1: It's kind of, you know, hit and miss, but... uh, Yeah, I definitely felt like this is supposed to be a comedy, but... It was it was really hard to kind of pick up on that comedy, and I think part of it is what you said. You know, when you don't have the inflection or the delivery, um, it is hard to pick up. But I also think it's just kind of a different sensibility and a different sense of humor. Yeah, as far as like European and French versus an American. Um, Yeah,
0: and it's it. I mean, I, I don't I don't recall if where I heard this, but I think it's like something. Some scientists said at some point that like, you know, people would wonder what it's like to speak with uh, a lion. And it would be useless or, you know, speak with any animal. It'd be useless because your frame of reference is completely different than that animal's. Yeah. So even if you could speak the same language, it wouldn't make any, you, you wouldn't be able to communicate with each other. Right. Granted, you know, people from different countries were all humans. So we all have kind of the same general understanding of things, but even like, I don't know, you know, us being Americans, we have a certain way of life and certain things that we find funny. And, you know, people in France, they have their own way of looking at things and things they found funny. And, you know, there's obviously universal things that are just kind of considered funny. And some of those things
1: translate over but there's a lot of lost, a lot lost in translation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it also feels and like it's it makes a lot more sense when you find out that there's two different directors, because it almost feels like the sense of humor is different in the first half and the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half definitely has more comedy. The second half is more kind of straight horror action. Thought so. I kind of thought the opposite. Really?
0: It seemed seemed like the second half was a little more like goofy, like not necessarily
1: slapstick, just. Kind of f- funny. It's, and- it's more of a physical humor. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Whereas the, the, the first half is more jokes. Right.
0: But, you anyway, know, yeah. I mean, now, now that we're talking about that, I can definitely pick up on the, the differences in, in the way the film was made, I guess.
1: Yeah. There's also like these really cool slow motion gore effects. Mm-hmm. Like when zombies getting shot in the head and their heads exploding and stuff. And it was done in, like, super slow motion. It was really cool. Yeah. It was almost like
0: a... I can't think of an example. I was going to say The Matrix, but it, like, didn't, like, spin around. But there's one where you can, like, actually track the bullet going through the oh, volume yeah. his head. Kind of Max Payne. Sure. That's kind of... I mean, I don't know how many people have actually seen that movie. But... <laughs> Wahlberg at his
1: finest. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool to see gore in slow motion because so much of it is like so fast and it's mm-hmm. just like a squib that just goes off really fast. So yeah. it's really cool to see it in slow motion. Yeah. You know I mean? And close up, too. Yeah. It's, especially when it's like actual
0: like practical effects. If it's just CGI shit, then it's just like okay, whatever. Yeah. And granted, I mean, a lot of this is, but sure. But there's obviously some practical work to it as well. Um but you, you get more time to appreciate you know like you said when so many things happen so quickly like the effects are there and you know you have a special effects artist creating these things but there's such so little time to appreciate them Mm -hmm. so in slow motion the special effects artist or team gets to kind of shine a little bit yeah so um i don't know i mean this was uh i mean it's a comedy horror i mean there's no mistaking that um like i said a lot of the jokes probably went over my head just because
1: i'm not french yeah i definitely think there would have been a higher entertainment value had we been able to speak french right and it's like i mean the subtitles are there they're in english
0: we understand the words that are being said even though we don't speak the language but there's just little like like i said lost in translation. There's little pieces that we're just not picking up on that had we been native French speakers or even understood French, we probably would have been able to Mm -hmm. absorb more of it. Um, But the parts I did understand, you know, the jokes that did land for me were were pretty funny, mostly enjoyable. Um, Yeah, those ultras were were pretty funny Um, just because they're just like these drunken assholes. It's funny that like, these guys hate uh, Sam just like with a with a flaring passion um, and they kind of reveal later on that the reason they hate him because is because he left town and so uh, sh- sh- I forgot the city's name sh- so sh- did I Chaplong? Chep- Chep- Sheboygan Sheboygan <laughs> <laughs> um, it's in here somewhere Kaplong. Um, Kerplunk, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when Sam left, uh, Kaplung and the team couldn't make, didn't make it to make it pro. Um, and so the, the, they never really took off and like their plan to open up a soccer store never really took off. And like their lives have been pathetic all because Sam left and like, they're not really realizing that as they're saying it and it kind of takes uh, uh, Cleo to highlight that basically they break that all down and they say so you're saying that your lives are pathetic because
1: he left they're like yeah I I guess so yeah (laughs) I love how they like go to the police station and like go to the um, uh, evidence locker there's like their nunchucks yeah (laughs)
0: All these things that the cops kept for years, Uh, yeah, nunchucks, Molotov cocktails, (laughs) um, and beer, and beer, Um, like yeah, for years, like stuff like since they were kids. Which the the fact that they had Molotov cocktails when they were kids (laughs) lead me to believe that these guys should have been in jail. (laughs) Yeah, most likely.
1: Um. Anyway, I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I, mean, I definitely think I would have enjoyed it more had I spoken the language. But I think, you know, the, the jokes that I that landed I thought were funny. Um, I thought the zombie action was good. I thought the the, the gore was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the story was not bad. I don't like soccer.
0: I've, I think I've made that clear on the show. But uh, it was still fun to watch either way. Yeah. Um, and I mean, soccer itself was not a huge part of the movie. Not particularly. Uh, I mean, it's like, it's not like they were playing out a whole game in the movie or anything like that. It's just the fact that these are soccer players. Yeah. I it's kind of like, uh, um, fatal games where it's just like, yeah, these are athletes, but
1: them being athletes is only a minor part of the story. Yeah. Like you get the big game, you know, but it's, like I said, Sam gets a red card in the first five minutes. <laughs> right. And we, we follow him off the field and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: <laughs> when when Cleo and Celine? So, yeah, when they're run when they're running away from the bar, and that fucking jacket that uh, Cleo's friend made her wear. Oh yeah, just, it sounds like a like a pair of like corduroy pants or something. Yeah, <laughs> just like God, that's annoying. And then come like later on, you find out that it was kind of. That, that was, like, an intentional joke because, like, she can, like, hear her friend who's <laughs> become a zombie, like, coming because it's making the scene. Like, thing. communicating yeah. through the jacket. <laughs> um, Yeah. Just, I think those were probably the parts that landed best with me. It was just, like, the little quick jokes.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. And more of the physical humor, too. I think the physical humor is much more universal. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, when you get it when you see a guy get kicked in the balls, I mean
1: that's pretty universally funny. Yeah. <laughs> or when you see a guy get his head kicked off into a goal. Sure. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed. I. I think Diago was probably the funniest one, and especially in like his physical reactions, mm-hmm. and like when he's dancing <laughs> trying to distract the girl. <laughs> yeah, Cleo's friend
0: is just. Like so hot for Diago, and um, after she's been turned into a zombie, she's kind of blocking the stairwell that they're trying to get past. And so to distract her, he kind of like gets her attention and starts like dancing for her, and she's and he's singing in English. Yeah, I th- like I couldn't pick up on that at first, but like once I realized that there are no subtitles because they subtitled everything else. Yeah even like inconsequential st- stuff.
1: I don't know if she's like into it and then all of a sudden she starts chasing him and he's like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah. You know, a real strong message of like teamwork and uh, humility. Sure. Kind of, kind of a redemption story at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Because like I said earlier, like Sam is, hes he is kind of a fucker. Like you, you start the film thinking that he's going to be kind of our hero which to an extent he is but that he's going to be kind of like a um kind of misunderstood but he is really just kind of a fucker like he's not very likable yeah um
1: yep yeah pretty good not too bad this is probably as close to shin pads as we're ever going to (laughs) get probably this is probably a better movie than shin pads (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it a 7.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> I'll give it an 8. Oh, wow. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I mean, it's like I wish it was like a different sport. <laughs> and I wish it was in English, but I can't really hold those things against it. Because that's not what the movie was about. Yeah. And it's not an American movie. So... I did not think you would be higher than me. I kind of thought you'd be higher than seven. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I just thought
1: you'd be higher. (laughs) You know, it's also really hard to see a zombie movie. That's this polished. Okay. Most of them are very like smoky and like, there's always, there's lots of things to kind of distract you. This one's very like the cinematography is very clean. And yeah,
0: you know what? I'm just, I'm changing my vote. I'm going down to seven because the whole idea of like, oh, they just want to see soccer. That was stupid. That was really stupid. (laughs) That was, I fucking hate it. I I forgot that I fucking hated that. (laughs) So so, yeah, seven. All right. Anyway. Sometimes I wish we would argue more. (laughs) I guess that's what happens when you've been friends for over a decade. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, that's the end of it, guys. This is like probably our first and last that's the final buzzer uh sports like sports we're sportsing right now <laughs> <laughs> we're playing the sports ball um I hate that I hate like when people who like want to uh highlight the fact that they don't
1: watch sports as if they're like superior to people who do,
0: yeah, they're like, oh, we're watching sports ball.
1: <laughs> fuck you yeah yep nope. i'm I'm one hundred percent on board with you. See, we we get each other. (laughs) Anyway,
0: uh, this is probably the first and last uh, salute to sports horror. Yeah, probably the last. Hope you guys enjoyed it. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be back in a couple weeks with our Valentine's Day episode, guys. Hey, we're going to have VD.
1: Yep. Uh, Taylor, what are we going to be watching? We're going to be watching Lovers Lane and uh, X-Ray which does not sound like a Valentine's Day movie, but apparently it is. It's it's more or less a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like one.
0: Sure. It's called X-Ray. Yeah. it has. That's another one of those movies that has like several names. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if any of them actually has anything to do with Valentine's Day, but it is a theme in the movie. Uh, are we going to bring the girls back on, or do we want to deal
1: with that again? Uh, we were talking about that earlier, and she said she doesn't want to. She's like, she, she she wants to come on the show, but she doesn't want to watch the movies. <laughs> that's not how things work. That's not how any of this works.
0: All right. Well, it'll just be us holding hands. Probably. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh,
1: and that's in a couple weeks, guys. Until then, Taylor, where can they find us? Best place to find us is at graveplotpodcast.com. Follow us on your podcast player of choice. Your thingy, your podcast thingy. I don't know what they call them, Pod... Catcher? That's a that's a dumb name. I don't like that. I know that's what they call it, but it's dumb. I don't like. <laughs> your 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 pot, podcast app. I don't know. Wherever you listen to your podcast, as long as it's not Spotify, leave us a rating and review. Send us an email. Let us know you did. Tony will give you a free magnet. Will I will do it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Grave plot Podcast, or on Twitter as Grave Underscore Plot. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page youtube.com slash graveplotpodcast I found out you don't actually need to see um, <laughs> that makes things <laughs> so much easier Um, what else what am I forgetting oh Patreon if you want exclusive content and to contribute to the show monetarily head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast
0: yeah $100 gets you a tattoo of Taylor's ass wait no I said that wrong <laughs> a tattoo of a fat unicorn on Taylor's ass there you go and we will live stream it to you and only you but then you can put it on the internet if you want
1: no don't do that
0: Uh, we have fun. (laughs) All right, guys. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, I am Skeletony. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.
2: We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football. 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 Tennis. The game is starting, everyone is here I got my snacks, my friends, and a beer Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun, right guy number two? Yeah, guy number one E To the S, to the P, to the N is all I watch cause I'm the man If my team loses, I'll be mean all night If you tell me to relax, we'll get in a fight Watching sports with girls is a pain They don't know the rules, there's no time to explain Single, double, triple, home run for the celebration, I'll shoot my gun. I like my friend, he's a real guy's guy. He's not a loud like that cuthole Steve. We, we like sports and we don't, don't care who knows? knows. From Wimbledon to the Astrodome. We like sports, we don't don't care, we like sports we and we don't, don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, ball. Now when I say sports, you say nuts. Sports, nuts, sports, nuts. When I say cheating, you say sucks. Cheating, sucks, cheating, sucks. I drink whiskey because I like the taste. You think it's bitter, but I think it's great. I also drink whiskey and we smoke cigars. Don't believe me? Smell our cars. We're real men and we like sports. If you say that we're not.